Pete Buttigieg continues to do a phenomenal job as transportation secretary. President Obrador of Mexico takes a jab at Joe Biden, but Joe, all Joe is just too senile to get it. And of course, everything, everything is racist. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Finally, finally, it has stopped raining in San Diego. Of course, it's going to stop raining for about four days and then, well, two days, and then it's going to start up again. And of course, it's going to rain all weekend. So we'll, we'll see how that goes over here. Los Angeles apparently is an absolute disaster right now. Um, <laughs> I talked to my dad yesterday. He's up there. He said everything is flooded. And we won't even talk about San Francisco. San Francisco is in a worse mess. But okay, enough of that. I'm sure you guys out in the east are probably in 13 degree weather. So I'm at least it's 60 here. So here we go. Let's get to the news. Whoa. See what I did there? I actually added some sound effects. We're going to try and do that. I decided to, to give a thing if I'm going to have if I'm going to have sections of this podcast I might as well have some music to it. Anyway, let's get some news that came out today. Uh the FAA has ordered airlines to pause all domestic departures until 9 a.m. this morning, which Eastern time. Basically, it their reasoning quote to allow the agency to validate the integrity of flight and safety information. Now what happened? Well, there's some system called the notice to fly missions system and it crashed and essentially and i'm i'm going to really oversimplify this but the notice to fly the notice to air missions system looks at all of the flights that are going on out there and the faa will then that tells the people that a plane is ready to go up and it won't smash into another plane well this system took a dump so Biden was talk. Biden talked. This canceled every flight for about three hours. Every flight was put on delay, and what ended up happening was uh, they they finally did get the thing up. Joe Biden was asked about this this morning, and he said, "Quote: I just spoke to Buttig- to Pete Buttigieg. They don't know what caused the problem, but I was on the phone with him for about ten minutes." I told them to report directly to me when they find out. Air traffic can still land safely, just not take off right now. We don't know what the cause is. We don't know what the cause is. Okay, um, that's great. Pete Buttigieg, again, doing a phenomenal job. Uh, He's already, as Secretary of uh, Transportation... He's made sure we didn't have any supply chain crises. He made sure that Southwest had no issues throughout Christmas break or any of the other, uh, any of the other uh, flights out there, flight companies, American, Delta. Um, and he took paternity leave for three months. So he is fantastic. And he's gay. So we've got that going for him. So good job, Pete Buttigieg. You will, they really scored when... They picked you to be uh, transportation secretary. In other news, uh, the Biden administration has decided to extend the COVID-19 state of emergency. This is never, ever going to end. Okay, so the HHS, um, 
Secretary Xavier Becerra made the announcement today. And he had a declaration titled, Renewal of Determination that a Public Health Emergency Exists. And here's the statement. And you can see, just by reading the statement, you can tell. You can absolutely tell. They have no, there is no chance that they're ever going to let this end until a Republican becomes president. So this is what the statements say. As a result of the continued consequences of coronavirus disease 2019, COVID-19 pandemic, on this date and after consultation with public health officials as necessary, I, Xavier Becerra, Secretary of Health and Human Services, pursuant to the authority vested in me under Section 319 of the Public Health Service Act, do hereby renew effective January 11, 2023, the January 31st, 2020 determination by former Secretary Alex M. Azar, the second that previously renewed on, get this, April 21st, 2020, July 23rd, 2020, October 2nd, 2020, January 7th, 2021, April 15th, 2021, July 19th, 2021, October 15th, 2021, January 14th, 2022, April 12th, 2022, July 15th, 2022, and October 13th, 2022, that a public health emergency still exists, and I added still, and has existed since January 27th. 2020 nationwide. This is never going to end. They lose power. That's what it comes down to. And not only does the Biden administration lose power, like to stop to stop um, rents from being paid, to stop uh, to stop students from having to pay their tuitions, but it also stops the HHS. They'll lose power. So Xavier Bercera, of course he's going to declare this because he doesn't want to lose any of his power. This is never, ever going to end. And finally, Joe Biden was embarrassed by Mexican President Obrador yesterday while he was having, they were having a joint uh, press conference in Mexico City yesterday. Uh, this went viral and it should go viral because it shows us a few things. So let's let's listen. Let's listen to this. You, President Biden, you are the first president of the United States in a very long time that has not built not even one meter of wall. And that we thank you for that, sir. Although some might not like it, although the conservatives don't like it in a very special manner. Okay, that was a dig. And that was a dig at Joe Biden. And the reason it was a dig at Joe Biden is Obrador, it, on an open mic, I didn't hear it, but, but I did hear it, but I didn't, you could barely hear it. On an open mic said, it'd be nice if we got some more money and that might improve the border situation. And Joe Biden basically told him, no, you guys are getting enough money. It's already been set up. You, the Congress has voted on it. You're getting what you're getting. And then Obrador throws this dig out. Now, this is, this is a couple of things. And the reason I say that is, the reason I want to bring it up is because Joe Biden has actually built some wall. Uh, he shored up certain sections of the wall where there was a huge migration, uh, migration, illegal uh, alien problem. 
So he did shore up some of the wall. So him saying not building one meter of the wall, it's not exactly true. It's not exactly untrue either. I mean, we're not talking he, you know, built 700 miles of wall. He didn't. But it does show us a couple of things. One, it shows us that the border is seen as open by the Mexicans. Okay, the, Mexico does see the border open. They do see that they can come over anytime they want. So Biden has said, and especially KGP, the, the miserable press secretary, they have been saying from day one, no, the border's not open. And everyone knows the border's not open, except everyone knows the border's open. So that shows us one. And two, it shows us that Mexico supports an open border. They're not going to help us with the open border unless you're someone like Trump or DeSantis that goes over there and throws some um, ultimatums at them. They are not going to stop. Why? Because Mexico likes the remittance, remittances. What's a remittance? A Mexican comes over to you. We do it. I mean, I, I we send remittances to Mexico all the time. I've, we've got a, a brother down there. He's going to be a brother-in-law, but he's still, I consider him my brother. I've been with Josie a long time. I love the guy. We send him money constantly because he can only make so much money. That's a remittance. That's American money that is in Mexico. And that's one of the reasons why Mexico loves a lot of illegal immigration because of the remittance, remittances. Believe it or not, a substantial portion of Mexico's economy is remittances. I think it's like 30%. It's really, I'd have to look it up. Let me see if I can find this. I'll look it up later. But it is very high. Okay, so that's the news. Okay, so let's, let's talk about the same thing we always have to talk about. Everything is racist. All right, so DeMar Hamlin had a cardiac arrest during a football game last Monday. All right, luckily he's better now. He's been released from the hospital in uh, released from the hospital in Buffalo. So he is actually out there. They still need to figure out what happened. He will have to go through therapy because, you know, your heart stops. That's that's going to need some therapy. And there is a chance he's never going to play football game again. I mean, there you've got to, you've got to admit there's a chance. Whether he decides not to play football again because he never wants to go through that again, I wouldn't blame him for that. Barry Sanders did that. Barry Sanders said, "I don't want to get end up, you know, a cripple by the time my career's over." So maybe he he sees his life as important enough not to play again. All right, or or whether he physically can play again because we still don't know what happened to his heart. Now, this is all too bad because this is a fairy tale story of a guy who really accomplished something. This guy was drafted something like 266th. He was on a practice squad and he ended up as an all pro level NFL football player. No one would have thought this is a, almost not quite, but this is almost a Tom Brady story where this guy was not going to be seen as anything but a practice squad player, maybe second or third stringer. He is also very heavily involved in the community. He has a charity that gives underprivileged kids um, uh, toys during Christmas and their birthdays and things during the ho other holidays. He has a great relationship with his family. He just sounds like a great guy. Okay. One thing I hate is when a tragedy happens and instance, instantly is politicized. Now, we talked about this when when we first ran into the situation i had said it was lit, it was probably 10 minutes <coughs> on twitter before people were posting that this must be the vaccine this is the vaccine now 
I'm not saying it's not a good question to ask. Okay, did the vaccine actually cause this? Because we're seeing a lot of people dropping dead because of vaccines. I mean, because, and the only thing they have in common is the vaccine. We've seen a lot of that happen. As a matter of fact, this week, there were two other people. One, a, a an MMA fighter, 18 years old, just dropped dead of a heart attack. 18 years old. And it turns out she was vaccinated. Is the vaccine causing it? We don't know. We don't know. But it is something we can ask. Here's the thing. Not while the guy is still on the field trying to be resuscitated. This is not, this should not be the first thought. Here's the thing. The left has no problem with this. They have absolutely no problem with this. So there is a Scientific American, which is used to be a very, I used to, I used to subscribe to Scientific American when I was younger. It used to be a really valid magazine, scientific, scientifically saying. It was based on science, was accurate, it was a good magazine. Well, they've just, they see scientifically what the problem is. The problem is racism. That's why Hamlin had a heart attack on the field. So, according to Fox News, a recent Scientific American opinion was blasted on Twitter for using the cardiac arrest of NFL player Damar Hamlin to suggest that football's quote football's violence dispro- disproportionately affects black men. Duke University end quote. Duke University anthropology professor Tracy Canada wrote a piece Friday headlined, quote, Damar Hamlin's collapse highlights the violence black men experience in football, end quote, during which she claimed, quote, the anti-blackness of the system is inescapable, end quote. She wrote, quote, as a cultural anthropologist, I spent the last decade learning how black college players navigate the exploitation racism, and anti-black that are fundamental to our current system. Okay, I got a couple problems with this. First off, 70% of NFL players are black. 12% are, let's go 13%. I think it's 12.5%. 13% of the population of the United States is black. So is she suggesting we should get rid of black players in the NFL and replace them with white players? Is that what she's suggesting? We can do that. We can do that with the NBA, because I'm sure the NBA, which is about 88% black, they 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 show substantially more injuries affecting black people than, than um, let's say, hockey. And by the way, no one complains about hockey. Hockey, which is, I'd say, in the 95th percentile. 96, I think that is even low. It's probably closer to 98% white. No one complains about the violence in hockey. I mean, I don't know if you've ever watched a hockey game, but I've actually seen people's throats slit with those skates. That does happen. All right, so there is extreme violence. I mean, fighting is legal in hockey. You don't get kicked out of a game for fighting. If you get too close to somebody in football, they'll eject you. So no one complains about how violence in hockey disproportionately affects white people. Here's the thing. Hey, no one is forcing black players to play football. No one is forcing black players to play basketball. No one is forcing a black person that's playing football to continue playing football. 
ask Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders retired probably three, four years early because he didn't want to play anymore, and he didn't want to end up end up uh, in pain for the rest of his life. No one is bitch again. No one's bitching about hockey. How it's disproportionately white. Finally, and a lot of people don't quite get this. Demar Hamlin, if Demar Hamlin's football career ends, he will hardly be in poverty. His salary is about four million dollars, about nine hundred thousand. It's a three-year salary. It's a four-year salary, four-year contract, worth just under a million dollars a year. So it's about four million dollars. He gets that entire contract if he retires due to this injury. He gets his base pension, which is forty-three thousand a year, plus the four hundred one k he's been probably putting into. He gets he if he has a good agent, he's insured in for this. Any injury that stops him from um, playing again, he's probably insured, and he's he's going to get money from the insurance. Guess what? Do you know what the NFL uh, NFL um, uh, teams do? They insure the players too. So don't feel sad that the NFL is going to have to dump four million dollars on a guy that has to retire because of a sports injury. They're going to be fine. They've insured Hamlin too. So Hamlin, they're going to get their money back. The guy is going to be worth more off the field than he would be on the field. Of course, if he had a longer career, he'd be worth more. He's going to be just fine. He's set for life. But you know what? Everything, absolutely everything, has to be racist. And as we're talking about everything has to be racist, skinny people are racist, uh, wanting to be skinny, excuse me, is racist too. Let's listen to this clip. I was going to play this on a video cast, but I thought, no, no, let, let's, let's, let's play this one because it isn't much to look at anyway. Here's why wanting to be skinny is racist. This is not like racism. It is racism. Anti-fatness is rooted in anti-blackness. And the reason why people are pursuing thinness is because they're pursuing proximity to whiteness. The reason why people hate fat people is because people hate black people. And appearing curvier, bigger is associated with blackness, especially black women. And that's why they're discriminated in the workplace, um, overly sexualized. And this has gone back for centuries and centuries. All systems of oppression, capitalism, sexism, racism, it all comes back to white supremacy which is the foundation of the fabric of America and rules every sector and aspect of our society. I, You know, it's it just amazing. This is just a word salad made up of woke keywords. That's all it is. Capitalism, racism, sexism. I mean, she throws them all in there. She actually does not explain at all in that 30-second clip, or however long it is, how racism and the desire to be skinny work together. She just calls it racism. She never actually says anything that makes any sense here. She doesn't make an argument. She just says this is the fact. She is right about capitalism making people fat, though. You know why? Because innovation that is allowed under capitalism you has made food easier, more abundant, and cheaper. Whereas if you go to Russia, everyone's skinny, and that's because they're all starving. I have some questions, though. Um, does this mean that all black people are fat? Does this mean that all white people are skinny? 
Does this mean when I see a black person, I think of fat people? Does this mean if I see a fat white person, I'm thinking of black people? Does this mean that a black person who wants to lose weight supports white supremacy? Or does this mean this broad is just full of crap and a dumbass? I take the last question. I think that's the only question I can answer. By the way, this gal is overweight and she ain't black. So I, I don't know why she's even upset about this whole thing. All right, let's get to the next story here. All right, this is this is a big story. Okay, there was a robbery of a taco shop in Houston last week. It's it was about eleven thirty when it when um people in the restaurant eating tacos and a eating tacos right and a guy walks in and with a gun and starts taking money from everybody. Uh, the whole video is very hard to find because it's it's extremely violent. I couldn't even find it again. I did see the whole video a few times but it's very difficult to find. But here's 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 the story. This is what went down. So, in order, a man dressed in black with a mask, black mask, walks into a restaurant. Now, he is a black man. I couldn't tell in the video, but apparently he is. Okay, he was wearing black outfit, black gloves, black ski mask, and he was carrying a gun. So, uh, he brings out a gun and goes from table to table demanding money. There is a man who is reaching into his waistband. This is in Texas, by the way, Houston, Texas. There is a man in in the video, you can see a man reaching into his waistband, pulling out a gun. The criminal walks by the table, the man pulls the gun, and he shoots the criminal about four or five times. He gets up from the ground, the, the, the criminal falls to the ground, and the, the guy shoots a couple more times. He walks up to the man, pulls his gun away, and then what looks like he shoots him one more time. Now, there's some argument that he didn't. I don't know. It looked like he shot him one more time, but whatever. It looked like he shot him one more time. He grabs the gun. It, there was a total, by the way, of nine shots. This guy was shot nine times. The customer takes the stolen money from the criminal, who is dead, and starts giving it back to the patrons of the restaurant. This is on video. As the the uh, customer is, the everyone starts leaving the shop. As the customer looks, and he's with a buddy, he looks at the, the gun that the criminal was using and realizes it's a toy gun. He throws the toy gun against the wall. Everyone leaves the restaurant. That's the story. The police show up there and the, the criminal is declared dead. Now, the Houston police stated that they do want to talk to the customer, who is, in fact, a hero here. He turned himself, He now turned himself in, and the grand jury is convening right now to see if he's, not, if he's going to be charged. Now, he's not arrested now. He's not been charged. He's not even been identified. He looks like he's an older gentleman because the, prosec the prosecutor's office doesn't have the balls to sit there and say, you know, this is probably a pretty justified shooting. Instead of saying that, they decide to throw it to the grand jury, let them figure it out. The owner of the restaurant called the customer and the owner of the restaurant's Hispanic. 
called the customer a hero. The customer's lawyer said in a statement, quote, In fear of his life and his friend's life, my client acted to protect everyone in the restaurant. In Texas, shooting is justified in self-defense, defense of others, and in defense of property. The customer has met the Harris County District Attorney's Office and investigators with HPD homicide. He fully intends to cooperate in this ongoing investigation. Now, the question is, was this guy a little bit too aggressive? Well, I mean, yeah, maybe. But he saw a guy walking around with a gun, pointing it at everybody. He didn't know it was a toy. Looked like a real gun when we were looking at it. That gun could have been real. He could have started shooting people. Also, this guy is not a trained police officer. The adrenaline is pumping. He's scared. He's there to have a taco and then suddenly some dumbass mother effer comes in pointing a gun in his face and taking his money. I'm going to give this guy a break and say, yes, he was a little over anxious. The adrenaline is going. Maybe he did shoot too often. But here's the other question. What about the guy that's dead? This is a play with stupid games, win stupid prizes scenario. This dumbass thug walked into a Texas restaurant with a fake gun and intended to rob it. Every other person in Texas carries a gun. I'm not so sure why this guy thought this little taco shop at 1130 at night, there wasn't going to be at least one guy with a gun. Well, I'm glad he's dead for two reasons. First, he'll never victimize someone ever again. And I'm sure this guy probably has a pretty lengthy history of victimizing people. And two, uh, I think this guy must have known there are going to be a lot of guns in Texas. Must have known it. But he didn't think this was a big deal. or I, He's obviously just way too stupid to deserve to be alive and breed. I hope to God this guy doesn't have any kids. I doubt. I'm sure he's got 15 or 20 of them. Because with an idiot like that, you sure as hell don't want him breeding. Absolutely incredible. Finally, I think this is another thing we got to point out. Yes, Texas is a red state. Houston is a blue city. When I heard that the police were looking for him, I said they're going to arrest him. He's a white guy, maybe a Hispanic, I can't tell in the video, who shot a black guy, a black guy who probably has been released from jail about 50 times. And the chances are he's probably going to get off too. He was gonna, would have gotten off if he would have been caught here. And then this guy takes the law into his own hands. And yes, I won't call it vigilantism, but he did take the law into his own hands because the police don't do it. And you know Houston, a left-wing city, very left-wing city, very high crime. You know they would have just let this guy go for equity. And they can't have people protecting themselves because that's not what the left wants. You are going to see a lot more of this crap in states like California, in states like New York, in states like Massachusetts, in states like Illinois. Because people are not going to trust the police. People are not going to trust the governments because the governments are not there to protect you anymore. 
And what's going to happen is the wild, wild west. I'm armed all the time. I don't go anywhere in California without being armed. I'm completely legal. I'm allowed to carry what I carry. Everything's legal. I'm going to go on a walk after this podcast, which is going to end a little early today. But I'm going to go on a walk after, and I will be armed on my four-mile walk. Why? Because that's what needs to be done these days. Okay, I hope you have a great day. Um, We'll talk to you tomorrow. Visit my website at Dumbasses Talking Politics. I got a ton more to talk about that I couldn't get into, which is kind of funky. So we'll talk about that stuff tomorrow. Enjoy. This is Gene. You listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics.